Welcome to Digging Deeper in Grace, a ministry of Grace Baptist Church in Cedarville, Ohio. Our goal each episode is to dig deeper into the scriptures with a focus on our most recent sermon. And now let's dig deeper. Well, hello, welcome, and thank you very much for tuning in today. I'm your host, Bart Sheridan. Today, it's a thrill for me to welcome to the podcast one of my very favorite people. That's my wife, Sandy Sheridan. I get to watch her live for God every day, and I'm thrilled to have her with us today. Today's episode is the first of periodic opportunities we're going to be taking to discuss with a church member how God is using them between the Sundays. So, Sandy, I know that being a guest on this podcast is not necessarily in your comfort zone in your bailiwick, so to speak, but I uh, really appreciate you joining me today. Thank you for having me. Okay, so let's just jump into it. Sandy, God has used you in some unique ministry opportunities over the past decade, and those ministry opportunities have developed into what you and I now know as VersesFromMama.com. So why don't you share what Verses From Mama is and how God has led you into this ministry over the past decade? Yes, Verses from Mama is a writing ministry that God gave me, I'd say, 13 to 14 years ago is when it started. I started out writing a daily email to my children, but it has kind of changed into a weekly devotional that I write, and I've actually expanded a little bit in the past few months, and I now have a podcast Um, You asked about how it started, and I kind of alluded to that a little bit, but it actually started at our kitchen table early one morning. I was sitting there doing my normal devotions and prayer time, and I was thinking about my children, who at that time were um, kind of spread out, five of them, but there was elementary, middle school, high school. And I was concerned for them and praying for them, and the Lord placed on my heart that the way that this Holy Spirit works in their life is through God's Word. I really didn't know how much time they were having to be in God's Word, being that they were kids and it's hard for them to do it, but also they were very busy in school. So the Lord gave me the idea to send a letter to them, really an email, and send them a a Bible verse every day that the Lord had placed on my heart, but then add a little story or something to it that would highlight it or explain it and just make it interesting for them. I started doing that every day, sending kind of a email blast sort of to the family, including you, my husband, Bart. And um, that really, they seemed to enjoy it. And eventually I had a couple other people wanting to, to get it as well. And I added them to the email list. And then after some time, our son, Nathan said to me, mom, I think you need to start a blog. At the time, I had no idea what a blog was, but he told me and showed me and set it up. And um, after that, uh, it just kind of blossomed. So it blossomed, but then uh, we look at now, you have a number of things that are going on. Uh, You have a publication that is printed in the local newspaper. Uh, You also publish in a a regional uh, agricultural, one of the largest regional agricultural newspapers, a weekly printed out of uh, Indiana that covers about seven parts or all of seven states. How did that come to pass? What did uh, what led you to start publishing in newspapers? Yeah, I never really dreamed or thought about that. I never really thought about writing at all like this at all. But after I started doing these emails and then started the blog, 
as I continued to pray over it and pray for the people that were reading it and ask the Lord to use it in their lives, I got the idea that I could maybe reach more people who are not um, internet friendly or don't know much about the internet if I was able to put it in a place where they could see it. So I called our local newspaper and I asked if they would be interested and she, the editor there told me to send in a few samples, they would look at it and decide. I heard from them the next day, they said they would try it and see how it went. And it's been about at least 10 years now that I've had an article every week in that newspaper. The other one, after that one seemed to go well, you actually, Bart, suggested that we try to expand a little further. So you and I took a trip to Indiana where we visited another newspaper and talked to the editor and kind of the same thing happened. They asked for some samples, eventually tried it, and then I've been in that paper probably for about the same amount, 10 years or so. And now uh, another aspect of Verses from Mama. Talk a little bit about Tea with Mama. Yes, Tea with Mama. Um, that started only maybe a month or so ago, a couple months ago probably. I had been praying again about reaching more people, and I realized that a lot of younger people well, don't read so much anymore. They listen. And so I started praying about a podcast actually a few years ago. But frankly, it was just a little overwhelming. I didn't know how to do it, didn't have the time. So I kind of put it on the back burner, but continued to pray if that was what the Lord wanted me to do, that he would open up a door. Well, about a month or so ago, our, our son, John Keith, who is into voice work and podcasts, happened to call me and said, hey, mom, um, we're coming up to visit soon. And when I get there, I'm going to help you start your podcast. And so that shoved me forward and I started working on it and I uh, worked with him and we got that started. So we'll see where God takes that. Okay, so you've been you've been writing for a decade plus. Would you how would you characterize your writing? Is who is it targeted to? Is it is it an evangelistic ministry seeking uh, to minister to non-believers? Is it a uh, ministry encouraging believers? What is your focus? Well, I would say that it's kind of both. I think personally, my giftings are more in discipleship. But I also have such a heart for people who don't know the Lord. And so I write my uh, verses from Mama as letters to my children. That's how it started originally. That's where the name came from, verses from Mama. Um, but I also write to anyone who needs a mama's touch. That's kind of how I phrase it. And so I'm reaching for people who are Christians that maybe need encouragement but I know that I have a lot of people that read who are not saved, that do not know the Lord. And so I really just write what God puts on my heart, and I let the Holy Spirit take it from there and do what he will with it. Okay, so let's boil it down. What would you say is one of the biggest lessons that God has taught you as you've sought to follow his lead in this writing ministry? Yes, one of the biggest lessons. Um, I would say that anything you do for the Lord— anything has to be empowered by the Lord. It can't be in your own strength because even if you th can push your way through and maybe you have a force of personality, it's not going to bear a lot of fruit if it's just about you. So it really has to be God giving you the ministry and God empowering the ministry. So a lot of what I do 
behind the scenes is I spend a lot of time praying over the people that I'm writing for, what I'm going to write. I spend a lot of time studying the, the word on my own. And so just my study of the word and prayer, I ask God to give me what he wants me to say. And then I write it and I send it out and I leave it there and I let God take it from there. Now you've brought up prayer and uh, anybody who has heard uh, this podcast over the past or for any time over the past two and a half years knows I've spoken about you and, and prayers and how I have really grown through watching you. And uh, you've encouraged me in that. You have a very vibrant prayer ministry, and I and what I'm hearing you say, and I know this to be a fact, this ministry kind of arose out of your prayer ministry, praying for our family. How has God, or how did God develop that that uh, discipline and that ministry of intercessory prayer in your life? Where did that start, and how has he developed that? From the time I was young, I learned about prayer, and as a young girl, and particularly after sixth grade, um, I switched schools, went to a middle school. I had a back brace for scoliosis, a lot of different things, and switching schools made things pretty awkward for me. Plus, I'm introverted, so going to that new school, I just felt kind of alone. And so during that time, I learned and remembered what my parents taught me, but I learned that if I was there, I was really not alone. God was with me and I could speak to him at any time, any place. And so I spent a lot of time walking down that seventh grade hallway, praying and talking to the Lord, knowing that he was there with me. And that just really developed over time. I switched schools in the middle of high school as well. So I just developed this connection, relationship with the Lord through prayer. And as I prayed and brought things to him, I saw him answering, and that just strengthened my faith and moved me forward. And so I just continued to pray and bring everything to him, and I've just really been blessed to develop that relationship with him. And I think it's just absolutely so important because anything we do, we can't do anything without the Lord. So through prayer, we connect with him, of course, and the Word as well. And I know you and I have talked a lot excuse me, about how God has, as you have prayed and prayed for people, uh, certainly for people for salvation, but also just as people are hurting or people are you know, asking your help and just praying for certain uh, things in their lives, believers or non-believers, both, you, have, uh, you continue to see people coming up to you and kind of reporting in or sometimes just off the street and out of the, out of the blue jumping into your life. Talk about that a little bit, how you've seen, seen God work in those types of relationships. Yes. Well, many years ago, I actually started a list of people that I was concerned about. And of course, my family, but other people that the Lord brought across my path. And I maybe didn't know them very well. They were just acquaintances, but I was concerned for them because I knew they needed the Lord or were struggling. And so I started a list and I started praying for these people. Being introverted, I all the evangelism methods that people tell you about sometimes felt awkward to me. I'm not really good at just walking up to someone. So I developed this prayer ministry where I prayed for people and asked the Lord to bring someone into their life to help them. And it's been amazing to me as I've, as I've prayed that way, how God has all of a sudden brought these people across my path. And certainly with him getting me into this writing ministry, Sometimes people will approach me 
and they will tell me, oh, I, I like reading your articles, and then we can have a conversation. People or, you don't even know. Yeah, often. sometimes people I don't even know, and or, but so often it's people on, those li- on the list, and it just floors me. But I know that God is answering my prayers for people, but he's using me within my personality and my gifts that he's given me to reach people. We have different personalities. I'm more outgoing. You're more introverted. And what I hear you say, and, and we know it to be true, but God uses each person exactly the way he has made them with the gifts he has given them to have a role in his work. Speak to that and how that's worked in our lives. Yes, he he uses the personality that you have because he gave you that personality and he created you for a purpose. And so often I think we go around trying to be somebody else. I mean, I know that I did. I've tried to be you a lot through my life because I appreciate you so much and I like your personality and it's outgoing. And I thought that that's how I had to be. But I've realized and God has helped me to see over time that there's one Bart Sheridan. So I need to be Sandy Sheridan and I need to do things the way God has created me. And... But putting us together has caused us to work together. I will mention that Bart is my editor, so he helps me in this ministry. It's not something I just do on my own, but we work well together. But that's such a picture, really, of the whole church, the body of Christ. Everyone is different, and that's so good because we're all needed with our personalities. God's given them to us, and we need to use them. So what you're really saying is if there's a problem with any of your writing, it falls to my fault, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. <clears throat> Very good. We are a team. So, And I take the back seat in this particular ministry. Okay, great. Well, Sandy, Tim Cockrell shared a message here this past week from God's Word, Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 and six, through 16. We're in the uh, Sermon on the Mount and just following the Beatitudes. And here Jesus is calling his people to be salt and light to a needy world, to both believers and non-believers, I see you doing that through your writing, but I know, you know, we've talked about it a little bit, that isn't always easy for you. It isn't always easy to put yourself out there. In fact, I know for a fact that putting you're putting yourself out there and writing to the public was difficult. What, before we go any further, what, how did you feel about that? Your name being in the newspaper and your picture being in the newspaper with your articles. How's that make, how did that make you feel? Well, it kind of scared me to death at first. <laughs> um, yeah, that that was out of my comfort zone, but I felt God calling me to do it. And it was bathed in prayer, and I saw God opening the door, and I wanted to obey. I wanted to do what he said, and so I was willing to take the risk and go forward. Okay, so then moving into uh, our message from last week, Salt and Light. How do you focus in your writing, and let's make sure we mention the podcast ministry, how do you focus on being the salt and light that God calls you to be between the Sundays? How does that work in your your writing? Well, it goes right back to the time that I spend every morning praying and reading and studying the Word and making sure that I'm rightly related to God, confessing my sin, um, seeking His power. That's where it starts because Jesus is the light of the world and we are lights, but that is because he's within us. So we're really a glass jar allowing him to shine through. So my relationship with the Lord has to come first 
And then I just live my life and he shines through me. So what you're getting to seems like is what Paul tells Timothy that uh, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and it's profitable for for use as God chooses to use it. So if we're if you're writing about the scriptures and you're being faithful to the scripture, it's going to have its desired effect really is what you come down to. Yes, that's true of everyone who knows the Lord. We have the Lord within us, his Holy <clears throat> Spirit, and if we're rightly related, we're seeking him daily, he'll shine through us. Okay, now what you do is not necessarily a formal ministry of Grace Baptist Church. So how does a ministry uh, like your writing, your podcast ministry, fit into the greater ministry objectives of the local church? Yes, um, my ministry is not in the bulletin, but I am part of the body of Christ, and I'm part of this particular portion of the body of Grace Baptist Church. And so when I write, I'm doing what God has called me to do, and I pray that I will minister to people in the church as well as people outside of the church. It all kind of blends together. You're just a light wherever you are. Okay. So uh, we've been married for over 30 years. We're in our 34th year right now, mm -hmm. and I see you daily. I <laughs> I know, no, no, it's, it's, it's mostly good and not ugly, but <clears throat> certainly this is a leading question. I know the answer. Do you ever get discouraged? <clears throat> I know the answer is yes. How do you combat ministry discouragement? Yes. Discouragement is a tool of Satan and he is really good at using it. And whenever you do anything where you're putting yourself out there, it's so much work and you so want to see it bear fruit. But you don't always see that. You don't always see what's happening with it. And it's sometimes hard to keep going because there's many times when you're exhausted and the deadline is due and you think, I just don't know if I should keep doing this. Why am I even doing this? But the reason I keep doing it is, again, I, I don't I hate to beat a dead horse, but keep going back to that time where I'm spending with the Lord where I have to get my focus right, that it's not about numbers. It's not about someone coming and telling me good things. It's about what God has called me to do and allowing him to use it. And so when I bring my discouragements to him and I ask him kind of jokingly, I say, Hey, Lord, please just throw me a bone. I need to know that this is helping someone. Almost every time he sends someone to send me a message or say something, I, hey, I read your articles and it's encouraged me. And then I think, okay, I can go a couple more weeks writing. And uh, it is not abnormal on a given week for me to come home, I know, and say, yeah, somebody recognized me. I'm not Bart Sheridan. I'm Sandy's husband. I'm mama's husband. So uh, it's good to see those people out in the community. Hey, are you married to that lady who writes the articles and uh, people are reading them? So uh, there are people I, I know throughout the greater church here, you know, Grace Baptist Church, but throughout the greater church invisible who are laboring in ministry, who are wondering if what they are doing is making any difference at all. So what are some ways that people can encourage others, maybe more importantly or more specifically, how are, what are some ways that people have encouraged you during those times of discouragement? Yes, I have some people that are prayer warriors for me. I've actually asked a few people to pray for me in this ministry. And when someone tells me, hey, I've been praying for you, 
that just lifts my heart up because I don't feel alone in it. I feel like there's people supporting me. So, you know, I, I want to do that for other people as well. When I see them working on ministry, we're, we're partners. We're, we're all working together, even though we're in different areas of ministry. We need to be praying for each other and encouraging each other. So prayer, um, and I know that for me, if I'm doing something and I think it's being effective, or maybe I don't think it's being effective, or I don't know. But when somebody comes up to me and just says, hey, I, I see what you're doing. Thanks for what you're doing. I Look, I know that that is not the most important thing. But to know that there's somebody who at least sees it. And, and that's not why I'm doing it. And I know that that seems, can seem very vain. But when somebody says, hey, thanks for what you're doing, or I see what you're doing, and thanks for, for the ministry that, you're, that you are involved in, it does make all the difference in the world. That's, I think that's part of what Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews, is talking about there in chapter 10, verse 24, where he says, spur on one another, stimulate one another to good works. And part of that stimulation is just saying, hey, we're in this together, and thank you for what you're doing. And by the way, I need you to encourage me too. <laughs> yes, affirmation is always good and a blessing although we have to really realize that we can't expect to have affirmation from men. It, we have to be doing what we're doing for an audience of one. We're doing it for God and anything that he gives us, he knows when we need that little touch, that little encouragement, and he'll send someone. So yeah, I agree. We all need that. Okay, very good. Well, listen, hey, thanks for joining me. You, uh, It's been great to team up with you here during this past half hour or so. Well, thanks for having me. Well, we've been digging deeper today on this Between the Sundays focus with Sandy Sheridan, and you can read and listen to Sandy's work at versusfrommama.com. We invite you to share your questions and comments with us each week. You can email those to contact at gracecedarville.org. And plan to join us next time. We'll be continuing our study of God's Word in Matthew chapter 5. Until we meet again, I'm your host, Bart Sheridan, thanking you for tuning into this episode of Digging Deeper in Grace. Digging Deeper in Grace is a ministry of Grace Baptist Church in Cedarville, Ohio. Visit us online at gracecedarville.org and join us next time as we continue our discussion. In the meantime, we invite you to continue digging deeper in grace as you read God's Word.